Are you ready to receive the word today? We are in a series called Watch Your Mouth. I think that video was cool. It had really cool music. It says uh, it's what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. We don't want to leave it on a negative tone. It's also what comes out of your mouth that can bring wholeness, life, healing, health, and salvation. And the whole point of this series is for us to make sure we understand what's really getting in our heart, what's coming out of our mouth, and what's being produced as a result. I'm going to take a very short passage of scripture that I think probably has the most deeply impacting profound truth that we could ever see and realize and come awaken to about our heart and our mouth and what happens as a result. It's in the book of Romans. I want you to go there with me if you have your Bibles or your Bible on your phone, whatever, to Romans chapter 10. I'll start reading verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we are preaching, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. What is this saying besides this is obviously the clear-cut verse in all of Scripture that tells us how we get saved, how we received salvation? I think it's showing us that, but it's also God is trying to tell us about how our heart works, how our mouth works, and how all this comes about, whether it's salvation in Christ Jesus or whether your salvation is in something else. And I believe this key truth that should be on the, right underneath the scripture on your note page, I think this is what it's telling us, that your repeated words reflect the revelation in your heart and will ratify into reality the quality of life that you experience. I want to read that again. There's a lot there, but it's summarizing this truth. Your repeated words reflect the revelation you have in your heart and will ratify into reality the quality of life you experience. And so it works for anything, for any Lord, any type of confession. So we need to take caution there that we're staying grounded in the word and we see Jesus Christ as our Lord. And so when it comes to confessing Jesus, here's the fill-ins for today. This is probably the most simple thing you're ever gonna hear, but don't think that it's not deep and profound. And number one says, when you see Jesus, you will say Jesus. When you see him, you can't help but say him. I've just seen Jesus. I've just met the creator of all the universe. I've just come face to face. I see him. So I'm going to declare what I see. Number two, but it's not just seeing. See, seeing Jesus isn't just about I notice something. Seeing Jesus is truly knowing Jesus. It's letting him know you. It's being known by him. It's knowing who he really is. And feeling number three, saying Jesus then is truly living Jesus. Because we can't just give lip service to something. Our life is a testimony that will declare whether Jesus is Lord or anything else is. And then feeling number four, would you know Jesus you will live Jesus. Amen. 
See, a lot of people not living for Jesus and they say they know Jesus and they say, I don't think you know Jesus. You don't know the Jesus that I know. You haven't come face to face with him. You haven't worked that out yet to where it's a lifestyle. And so we could string all these together and this could be our mission statement for the rest of our lives. See Jesus, say Jesus, know Jesus, live Jesus. That truly is your confession unto salvation. Jesus is the only way of salvation. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's talk about that word salvation from the New Testament. The New Testament was written in Greek, so we have to sometimes do some word study here. It comes from this word sozo, carrying the idea of wholeness, life. It's also rooted in the Greek word sotera, which says safety, deliverance, blessings, and rescue. So sometimes we need to see a lot of different things that describe one word. And that's what's so powerful about biblical Hebrew and Greek. It's different than English. So this word is this power-packed life experience that we're supposed to be given when we say yes to Jesus. But here's the thing that's tricky. It's not just about getting saved. It's just not about walking the aisles or checking off the box or, or making some kind of forced confession. It's about the starting point. It's about releasing the kingdom of God through you daily and how you live and what you say. Amen. Thank you, Lou. He knows I'm preaching real good right now. The goal isn't just to get saved. What good is it if salvation isn't an ongoing releasing through your life, affecting those around you, bringing others to faith, bringing others to life and blessing in the kingdom of God. Paul encouraged us with this in Paul, uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. He said, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He's saying, I planted the seed, I got you started, you found out what Jesus was all about, but it's not done there. That's not the end of the story. Now you need to let the inward work work out of you. And we need to see that it's working out of you, that salvation is working through you. Hebrews 2, verses 2 and 3, For if the word spoken through angels proved unalterable, and every violation and act of disobedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Salvation is a great thing. It's a powerful thing. It's an all-encompassing way of life that we are to participate in. And to encourage us that it's released by our confession, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 10, verse 23 in the Amplified says, let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. Amen. See your repeated words reflect the revelation in your heart. It will ratify the reality of the quality of life you experience. Jesus said it this way, much simpler in John 8, 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. See, when you know Jesus, when you see him, you're gonna say him and when you know him, you're gonna live him. I wanna show everybody a picture. Just go ahead and put it up there. I think you'll all agree with me that is a wonderful picture of a bird. 
right? Everyone see that? See the albatross? See the beak? Kind of that sharp end where, you know, it can pick the crab shells off and enjoy that. So I want, if you see the bird with me, raise your hand, say, I see the bird. It's a bird. That's definitely a bird. You see the bird. You know that's a bird. Don't lie to me, Bill. It's a bird, right? He's smiling, chuckle, chuckle. All right, let's look at the next picture. Same photo, different angle. Anyone see anything different than a bird now? Who sees the rabbit? Okay. Any rabbit seers? So if you look at this sketch, you can see both, right? But say all you, go back, to, go back to the other one again. Now, if you didn't see the rabbit before, do you see it now? See, once you see something different that you didn't see before, you can't unsee it. When you find, when your eyes are finally open to, I was a bird-only believer, guess what? It's a rabbit there. You can't deny it. You see the bird and the rabbit. See, if we truly believe Jesus because we have seen him, we see him in Scripture, we see him throughout the Word of God, then we'll truly experience the salvation he has will truly experience the truth as it really is. John 8, 31. Let's look at that for a second. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. You know what I think that's saying? Keep your eyes open. Keep looking for me in the word discipline yourself. That's what the word disciple means. Discipline yourselves to keep looking for me, Jesus, in the word and in scripture, the totality of scripture. Why? Because your life is going to follow the belief in your heart. And what you need in your heart is a revelation of Jesus from the word of God. Because if you stop looking for Jesus, everything else is going to get in your heart. And then what you're looking for will get into your heart. And then what you say will bring about the reality. And it won't be what Jesus wants. It won't be salvation. It'll be something else, something far less. See, this is how our heart works. This is how God created us because he made us in his image and likeness. You know, God's a creative God. He speaks by faith and it comes to pass. And so he made you and I like that. And he made the center of our being, our hearts, to have this powerful force. So something gets exposed to your heart. Maybe it's an idea, maybe a show you watched, maybe something someone told you when you were a kid. Maybe it's your, your previous religion or whatever. And I'm not saying these things are all good. It could be bad, it could be, it could be really tough stuff. But at some point, your heart has to make the decision, yeah, I accept that as my reality, that is my truth. That's how you build your core values, your, your core belief system, and that's how you carry out your life. So your heart doing what God created to do, and he's given you the free will to choose, you're not robots that just obey God and do everything he says. It's your choice. Your heart acts like this alignment tool. And it says, whatever your heart believes or has come to know, then your heart will convince you that is the right way. Have you ever talked to someone who's completely off, they're completely confused, they've been deceived, and they're living a life according to something, and you cannot convince them. You can't convince them. You can't change their mind. You can't spell it out. You can't explain it. 
It's because at some point that became their truth and that became their reality and all they do is talk about it and it forces that. You know what they need? They need to see Jesus. And they need to see Jesus in you and they need a revelation of Jesus Christ as the Lord. Otherwise, there's no hope for that person. Ephesians 1.18, Paul writes this beautiful prayer. It's one of my favorite prayers. And it's going to show us something about our heart. It says, and I pray that the eyes, did you see your heart has eyes there? The eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. Church, we better have our eyes open to see Jesus as the hope of our calling. And I said this before, it's not automatic. It's our choice. What are you looking for? Who are you looking for? We have two options. You can believe and align with God's truth, then your heart will be rightly aligned. And that's what the Bible calls righteousness. Not righteousness according to your acts or your works, but righteousness by faith in Jesus Christ who paid the penalty for your sin. And you say, I agree with that, and I agree with your word, then the Bible says you are made right with him. It's a free gift. So we need to align with that. If we don't align with that, if we align with any other truth, if we align with what the world's telling us, the pursuit of self, you know, there's this whole thing where it's I can make myself whatever I want to be. I want to live for myself. I want to fulfill all the desires of my flesh. I want to decide what gender I am. I want to buy every lie and misconception from the enemy that's out there, all in the sake of because it's going to fulfill me and it's going to make me feel good. And that's not the truth. But that is the life that you will get if you embrace it and go down that road. Let's go back. I want to show you something pretty cool here. And um, I'm not going to be much longer, just so you know. I know we've done a lot today. I want to make sure you still have your full attention and focus here. Let's go back to Romans 10, verse 8. And I just want to show you something there. It says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. Paul, like he often does when he has written the letters to the churches, he quotes the Old Covenant. He quotes the Hebrew Bible. Did you know that the Apostle Paul and Jesus taught from the Hebrew Bible, the Tanakh. We didn't have the New Testament. The word of God was the old covenant. And so Paul is calling attention here saying, this is what that said, and I need you to see something different. You saw the bird, I'm gonna show you the rabbit. You saw the law, I'm gonna show you Jesus. He's saying, this is what you need to know. You need to bring faith to the unseen and you need to see by faith what you didn't see before. And let's go to Deuteronomy 30, verse 14. This is what he was saying in this Romans passage. On the contrary, the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may follow it. What is it you're supposed to follow back then? The law. What is he trying to say? He's saying the Hebrew Bible, as you currently see it and currently say it, as you confess it, says something you didn't realize was there. So you need a revelation of it. Did you know that they meditated on the word day and night? 
It was a constant spoken out thing. It was muttered. It was confessed. You talk about confession unto salvation. The word of God coming continually out of your lip, magnifying the truth in your heart so that you live in the way God wants you to live. Deuteronomy 17. It is to remain with him and he is to read from it, read aloud, read aloud, not quietly, all the days of his life so that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by carefully observing all the words of this instruction and these statutes. Leave it on the screen for right now. So that he may learn to fear the who? The Lord. What is Paul saying? That if you confess with your mouth, who is Lord? Jesus is Lord. The Lord you used to know, the God of the old covenant is now revealed in Jesus Christ and everything that was in there is now come to pass. Everything that you saw, all the types, all the shadows. This is mind-blowingly amazing, church, when you get a hold of this. Let's take it further. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 30, verse 15. He says, see, I have placed before you today life and happiness, salvation, the way that you are to walk, and death and adversity, the way you shouldn't walk, and that I am commanding you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments, so that you may live and become numerous, and that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are entering to take possession of it. Paul's saying, now when you meditate on the word of God, when you mutter it all day long, do it with a revelation in your heart that every part of Scripture always has been a revelation of Jesus Christ as God's sacrificed Son and Lord over all creation. And this is the good news for us, church. It was about a people and a nation. Now it's about we're into that same deal. We're his holy people now. We're his royal priesthood. We're his holy nation. So all the blessings of God that were in covenant with a people is now for all people so that all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That you, if you see the revelation of Jesus Christ and you decide to confess him and follow him, the true fulfillment of this blessing has come in Christ Jesus. And now, instead of a territory, instead of Israel, you expand the kingdom of heaven in the piece of earth that he's called you to, in your earthen vessel, in your territory. You're to flourish, you're to prosper as messengers of the gospel, bringing the kingdom of heaven into the earth. I'm hammering away at this. What you saw was the law, he said, and what you used to say was the law. But now by faith you must see Jesus, and by faith you must live Jesus. You must be free in Jesus. So we have a choice. We can see Jesus. We can say Jesus. We can walk in, what does it say, their life and happiness? Or we can see darkness. We can see our own truth and we can receive death and adversity. All right, worship team, come on up. I'm going to finish in just a minute. I think it's amazing. I've been doing a lot of deep dive study into this and some of you have done that before, but I think it's amazing when we look at where we, are, where we are in history from this side of the cross, seeing what Jesus did and seeing all the New Testament, the Gospels and the letters. When you look back through the Hebrew Bible, the Old Covenant, it is so packed with literary patterns, with themes, 
the, the Holy and Spirit-inspired uh, writers of the Old Testament, the wordplay alone, if you study into that, just it will blow your mind. It's Jesus on every page. Every detail of how he came and lived, when he was to live, how he was to die, what was to take place. The miracles, the death, the resurrection, the names of God, the complete doctrine of Jesus and this, as the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. It's all there. You can't miss it. You just have to open your eyes. Stop seeing the bird. Start seeing the rabbit. It's not about what you saw. It's about what God wants to show you now. When you see Jesus, you will say Jesus. When you know Jesus, you will live Jesus. John 15, 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Church, what we need today and what we need every day is a revelation of who Jesus really is. We need to speak out of that revelation in our heart. And when we do that, Jesus told us it's as good as done. You will have what you say when you speak me. Don't you want to do what he wants you to do? Don't you want to say what he wants you to say? Jesus is saying the word was always me. And now by grace through faith, you're empowered by the spirit to live a life that affirms and fulfills the great commandments and testifies of me. Let's, over in, let's look over in Luke 10. He even quotes the law. He's basically saying, I'm the law living among you. I'm, I'm the fulfillment of this. He said, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34. I am giving you a new commandment. It sounds like the old one, but it's new, and we're going to see why it's new. A new commandment that you love one another, not just your neighbor as yourself, but just as, what does he say there? I have loved you. Love one another just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples again if you have love for one another. He doesn't repeat himself unnecessarily. He's underscoring this truth. What is the mark of love? If under the law we could learn to love our neighbor and get along and abide by all the rules, what happened when Jesus came? He gave his life. He gave his life. Jesus laid down his life. You love one another by laying down your life Amen. for one another. Amen. Do you see the difference there? Do you see the Jesus that we need to see? Maybe we're not seeing him like we used to. Maybe you just got tired of church or tired of religion. Or, or maybe you're filling your heart with everything that's on the media and on the TV. All that's in your Facebook feed. All that your negative friends are saying. And you've lost sight of Jesus, maybe you only see the things you're unhappy with or the things that you can criticize. I want to invite you to look again and allow Jesus to reveal himself to you today as the hope of your salvation. No buts. Yeah, but, but I, but this is hard. 
my life is hard, you know what happened to me, let it go and see what, who Jesus is and what he wants to do in your life today. Jesus. That verse goes on to say, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He's quoting the prophet Joel there who's talking about the end times. Do you know you're living in the end times? It's right now. The earth is going to be a complete mess. And the only way you're going to be able to deal with what's coming is if you're rooted salvation in Christ Jesus. If you're experiencing the kind of wholeness to the kingdom of God that I talked about today, that the word of God revealed to your heart. You're online, you're in this room, you've never confessed Jesus as Lord. Today is your day, now is your moment. I wanna invite you to boldly step out of your seat and come down here to the front. Come on down, if that's you, don't wait another second. Do it, come, come, come. Now is the acceptable time of salvation. Church. You've fallen away from your first love. You've walked away from him. Come down today and get reacquainted with the lover of your soul. Fall in love again with Jesus. Forget about the past. Let the past be past at last. Let everything the enemy has tried to bring to discourage you, to disconnect you, to destroy you, be finally broken forever. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Yes, Lord, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We're going to have the information on the screen. If you're, if you're accepting Christ for the first time, you can text new to that number. If you're rededicating, you can text red to that number. Could we pray this prayer together? Would you repeat after me? Again, this isn't some one and done thing. This is an invitation to start a journey with Jesus for the rest of your life. If you mean business, if you're serious, I want you to pray this with me. And everyone, let's pray together so that there's just an atmosphere of faith for us all to see this come to pass. Father in heaven, right now, I acknowledge your son, Jesus Christ, as the sinless sacrifice who died in my place and was raised to life by God the Father. I confess my sins and I turn towards you in repentance right now, publicly declaring Jesus Christ as my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for the harvest that you're doing right now. We thank you that this is the time to bring in all the lost and all the downtrodden and all those that are separated from you. God, we agree together that there will be a strong anointing, a strong pull from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light for such a time as this. Thank you for this vision. We thank you so much that Pastor Walt and Maureen started this work here. And God, we are 
committed to partnering with you until it is finished, until the day Jesus Christ comes and calls us all home. Now I pray, Lord, that the enemy would not steal this word from anyone today. There wouldn't be a discouragement. We resist any attack that would come in the lives of these precious saints of God. And we say, send us out today in strength, in faith, in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Amen. Be blessed. You're released.